Good evening. You're listening to Beyond Tilted, Episode 2, a podcast of hope, despair, and rampant fanboyism. I'm your host, Kyle Pat, and with me as always, Peter Shepard, Andrew Green, and special guest, Tyler Moore. How are you boys doing this evening? What's up? Fantastic. <laughs> I have survived another day. <laughs> Can you guess this who the fanboy is? <laughs> Can you guess who the... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. So ice storm, that's pretty. So crazy. ice storm is coming. It's yeah. coming. We'll we'll see if it's over if it's uh, overblown or not. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, probably overblown not... given the last major one that hit Toronto. I think well, so. nothing what? nothing will rival the 1998 ice storm. Mm. Right, the one that shut down the province for oh, yeah. like a week. Oh yeah. I don't I don't remember that one. Oh, really? It was, it was crazy. I was a shut in during those times still am. people but, uh, were shutting in barbecues indoors to yeah. keat themselves actually funny you should say and that killing and, and killing themselves yeah dying of carbon yeah, monoxide I mean, poisoning so it <laughs> wasn't it wasn't quite so bad where we where we are in the greater gta mm-hmm. um but further up by kingston i know jason um has told mm-hmm. some stories about <laughs> About how bad it was up there. Yeah. People people skating on the roads, things like that. I thought that was normal for you guys. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. I wish. Uh, no. Only a couple months here. Yeah. Yeah, we just it's just way safer to skate than drive. Yeah. Only Science only in the worst really. of times. Yeah. <laughs> so Tyler, you're yes. you're new, so we're gonna start with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you been playing video game wise? Anything oh, interest? Anything interesting? What happened? I've been playing. Um, I recently, and I defined recently as about a month ago, finished Witcher Three finally after about five months of picking away on the weekends. No, no time I, I don't believe you. That game doesn't have an ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Did... is the first time I ever said, "No, I'm going to focus on the storyline. I'm going to side quest as much as I need to, and I'm going to just powerhouse through." And I finally did, and it, my God, it was so satisfying to actually finish "quote unquote" a game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. inspired me to start hacking on my other Steam libraries, so I got lots of other stuff I'm playing. Yeah. Nice. Are you yeah. saying I need to finish The Witcher? Uh the ending is just it's the ending is just a nice way to put a cap on, on the journey. That is your story, right? The neat the story is your side questing. And that's kind of the cool thing about Witcher Three is all the side quests have such great story. There's no like collect ten bear asses. There's always <laughs> a twist. There's always like a little hook that makes uh every side quest kind of like a little meaningful experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, it's, it's funny you brought up the Witcher three because the Witcher three just won, uh, the GDC game of the year award. No way. Indeed. Last week. It's really right. not shocking. I heard it's, his combat was a little, yeah, like, which I, isn't shocking, but I it's have won pretty much most game of the year awards. I wish well two was critically acclaimed too. And I, I have Witcher two in my library right now. I haven't installed actually even, but I don't play video games. No, but I heard so, that the combat was a little wonky. Is, is I it okay? Played Witcher two yeah, yeah, it is. Although you compare it to Witcher one combat system. Holy cow. Mm. Yeah, I didn't that, make it. Very far. So I have Witcher <laughs> two for my free three sixty, mm-hmm. which is backwards compatible for my Xbox one. Um, play Witcher 2. Just play it on easy, because yeah. the story Cause, is like cause, cause top that's tier. I heard, I heard yes. it's really hard, which is why when it was out originally, mm-hmm. I never touched it because I'm like, yeah, 
I don't want to, like, rip my hair out. It, it's a game where you have to really... You don't have to, but it it encourages you to research your enemies, figure out their weaknesses, prepare ahead of time your potions, everything, and hmm. know what you're getting into. Because they, yeah. they expect you... You're supposed to die a few times, figure out how to approach the, the enemy, kill hmm. it, and then feel really satisfied. Another thing so it's, a, combat, it's a little like Dark Souls, then. Sounds a little uh, bit more forgiving more as a, uh, yeah. no, Dark- as more as an entry level into Monster Hunter, but with a plot, like exactly. a good plot. Mm. Dark Souls, research, plot. with Dark Souls, you're researching the animations and you're researching how they fight. With Witcher, you're researching the actual lore, like you're reading, you're not watching okay. how they move. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you're and a it, hard-boiled detective. It's pretty great. Yes, and that's exactly what your three feels, and it's it just rewards you for being smart and being prepared. Nice. Not enough games to do that because I guess people just get frustrated because you know, yeah. pandering. Oh, I'm 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 looking forward to I'm it then. Gonna... I'm I'm going to tackle The Witcher two. I I heard I should start with The Witcher two, anyways, and then I should play The Witcher three. So uh, next yes. sale maybe I'll get three. So yeah. Witcher two yeah. is like a perfect prologue to Witcher three. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, that's perfect. so. How, Pete, how about you? You've been playing anything Honestly, interesting? I haven't new? had much time to um, to play, so I'm just going to throw my uh, Reliance uh, Soul bit here, I guess. I am okay. so excited about this champion. It is so He is so much more different than every other champion they've designed in League of Legends thus far. This is like Riot coming close to Heroes of the Storm level of designing weird champions. You've seen the spinny things, right? His passive. like. Yeah. He, he, he's all about zone control, the way he turns, the way his animation works, the size of his hitbox. He is a dragon on the rift. He's not some 30-second dragon like Shivana. He is a dragon the entire time. I'm really excited what's, to play him. So, What's the name of the new champion? I want to look at him. Uh, Aurelian or Soul. Um, A-U-R-E-L-I-O-N. And then Space Soul, like our star. Yeah. Um, ah. it, like, really, really oh, cool. I see. Um... So League of Legends wise, uh, some tanks are coming back into the meta. This last patch, I'm go- I'm going to save us the details of bi- uh, save you guys the details of me bitching about. Uh, Riot's kind of throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. Um, we could go on for hours, especially with uh, our uh, <laughs> our our guest uh, our our guest star here um, uh, about uh, you know design decisions and develop. Uh, a development pipeline and uh, balance and stuff like that. So I'm going to spare you some details. A little upset about a couple <laughs> changes. I'm okay on some. Um, overall, uh, I just want to say, uh, uh, actually a- add to that. In addition, again, I know I'm hogging this. I'm not telling you what I played recently, oh. but Heroes of the Storm, Blizzard. Uh, we, were, we were originally going to do the show on uh, PR and stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen what Blizzard's done with Heroes of the Storm this last week or whatever. They finally added I know band. they just have crazy champions. Oh, they yeah, have they crazy added... champions in general. But they yeah, added bands I saw they just added the uh, Now, the bands aren't going to work for pro play probably still because there is a problem with uh, uh, swapping. There's no swap feature uh. yet. But the fact that they are listening to the community, and I just want to say, and this is actually a little bit on, uh, I think, where Tyler Moore would stand in terms of, um, in terms of uh, being on their side, and to Kyle Pep probably a little bit. I actually kind of agree with you guys. You get to a point where you give your public just a little bit too much of that cookie, and they start asking for milk. <laughs> so the um, now the number one thread when I checked uh, today after I got home from work on um, 
uh, Heroes of the Storm subreddit, subreddit. After, after they added all these awesome features and everyone's just, I mean, they're not live yet. They're on the PTR, but still, they're coming soon, right? Everyone's, yeah. like, excited and thanking them and stuff like that. Was they every champion or every hero should have an, uh, a voiceover for when you ban them. Yep, that is still the that is still the number one Guys, thread. On this Reddit. is how you it make is, a video it is game company. Hours old. This is how you make a video game company stop fucking listening to you. Shut the uh, fuck up. Enjoy what you like have. It's probably know? the tamest response I've ever seen for yeah. a new feature being added, and like they asked for more. Serious. But I hear. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Remember though, it's always the vocal minority, right? They're always. <sighs> And but, I mean, and that is what mm-hmm. I try and reiterate. Mm-hmm. Reddit, even the Blizzard forums, it's all a, especially for some of these games because their populations are so huge. Yeah, it's such a small, yeah, small segment. Like Heroes mm-hmm. or League of Legends, for example. The League of Legends subreddit, though this number is big, it's almost eight hundred thousand people. When you consider how many people play League of Legends, yeah, um, is something I think they have something like yeah, thirty million, 30 million players million a day, unique accounts a day or a day, a day. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure that's the statistic. Last time I checked, thirty million unique players a day. Yeah, that's huge. So when, so yeah. when you think about that, it's you're only seeing the vocal. You know, you got to remember the community it. itself too. Like you look <laughs> at. Great example is Hearthstone. I follow that game extensively. Mm-hmm. The Battle.net forums for Hearthstone are just toxic, right? You go oh, to I'm the, so sorry yeah. for you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you go to the subreddits, or yeah, go to the Hearthstone subreddit. It is a hundred percent. Well, it is incredibly more tame, incredibly mm-hmm. more civil, and incredibly more well discussed. And which is even more interesting, Ben Brode talks in the subreddit. He does not talk on the Blizzard forums. Mm-hmm. So there's food for thought. Ben Brode yeah. is doing does a great job as the face of Hearthstone. Oh yeah. I, I've got to yeah. agree. Um, if they ever make it a little easier for a newbie to get in, like myself. <laughs> um, well, they, yeah, no. they they have taken some steps with once the new expansion hits. It's tough, yeah, standard. And, and the, and the yeah. new standard oh, really? comes into play. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it is going to be a little less taxing. Good. Because it's right still, now, I, I'm still, looking at... It's still going to be taxing. I'm looking at 300 games, three to 500 games, I estimated, before I have a chance at the deck I really want. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. So, part of that is you want a really expensive deck. And then deck. they'll nerf it. Mm-hmm. The problem is, See, it's... Just play face no incentive. And say YOLO. And yeah. you're fine. Or Zulok. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the problem Bad is people. just so... Um, there's no incentive to rank up, right? So people, it's very easy for people just to sit at low ranks, farm new players, and get their daily rewards. Daily oh, yeah. quest system doesn't help that either. Like, and I get stomped by some of those guys, and it's just really obnoxious to lose to a deck that with a lot more strategic diversity when I'm stuck with a starter pack and, like, 20 extra cards, maybe. No, no, not even 20. Like, I don't mean 20 extra yeah. cards in that deck. I mean 20 extra cards total. <laughs> That I've heard thus far. So. Personally, when I, I, when I, I play bad the second when someone I play Hearthstone, I've Yeti. always, I've always <laughs> just, I've gotten to twenty every season mm-hmm. when I'm playing, and then I generally just play the, whatever the tavern brawl is that week. Yeah. Especially if it's a random deck tavern brawl. Oh, have you played this week's tavern brawl yet? I have not. No. Oh, okay, you know Rag and Nefarian. Oh, it's that. It's no. Is it that it's... One again? 
It's Rafam versus Kelfazad. Oh. It, and it's good, except Kelfazad is... Here's the funny part. Kelfazad is right now believed to be overpowered, you know, because people can make a decision on that in eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I got him six games in a row, and I absolutely annihilated my yeah. opponent so, six games in a row. So the, that's the funny thing. So in the first Rag and Nefarian Tavern Brawl, it was, I think, Nefarian that everyone was saying was overpowered. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's only because no one knew how to play their decks properly. Yes, but then it came back, and it was Rag that was overpowered. Yeah. It's well, like, they, go, they go by numbers. They know they have the win rates. They just tweak until it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, tweak it until it's about fifty percent, and you're good. Yeah, Kelvazad is just ridiculous, though. I'm not. Sure, I've never actually played Rafam, so I have no idea why he gets his ass kicked. But yeah, it's like it's the same thing where you have a deck like ten like ten of thirty or fifteen of thirty of your cards are just hands down overpowered, and the rest are standard cards. So you just mulligan for the good cards and win. So, Andy, what have you been uh, playing? I have been playing a bit of League of Legends. Nice. Which I think we've already covered nicely. I've been trying to bring back Blitzcrank. I'm terrible, but it's still fun. I've played a bit of Galaxy, which is... It's a a twin-stick shooter. um, Really? Kind of a roguelike... It's weird. Uh, I really like that it it takes all of its design elements from like 80s anime videos to the point where even when you pause it, you get the tracking at the top and it tells you you haven't set your uh, your your clock <laughs> on your VCR. Like that that's the menu. It's a VCR menu. That nice. that was that was pretty great. Nice. So so for me, uh, it's been largely a just a wow week. Oh really. Uh, that's, that's, mo- game. <laughs> that's mostly because I went home this weekend, so I haven't had a lot of time to play. Mm-hmm. Um, played a little bit of Halo uh, on the weekend after watching the World Championships. Um, I wanted to test out the new armor that I got, see how pretty that looked. Um, played a little Can bit I- more. Played a little bit more of the division, slowly leveling up. Mm-hmm. So you were gonna yeah. ask. I have a question about World of Warcraft. Yeah. So I was a crazy WoW player way back in the day. Yes. Uh, f- played far too much. Yes. And I did. quit right before Burning Legion came out. So I am like, say. that's the one. Yeah. Yes. Now, that's there's the one. a. You see how loop I am. Now, I know another one's coming out. It's Legion, right? Yeah. All right. So I want. I'm curious from you. Oh. How, what is the game like now that you're you're into as far as you are? Okay. Since vanilla. This is going like almost ten years. So, back. he's well, he's played longer than any 12. of us. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's why I question part one. We'll see if time for part two. Yeah. So, um, the base game is still generally more or less the same. I mean, obviously some things have changed. There've been lots of improvements. Things that. Everyone likes to look back on Vanilla and be like, oh, those were the days. Those were great. No, they were the days. Those were great. And, and see, Pete and I would say, no, Wrath of the Lich King, those were the days. They were great. Yeah. They, they were so until what... about near the end point when the Cataclysm began. Cataclysm and Mist Pandaria were dark days for World of Warcraft. Yes. Okay. See, what happened? 
So besides the cat. <laughs> Well, it was an guy. apt name for an expansion, let us say. Um, at, like gonna, honestly, we could actually do an shit. entire okay. show. So, on, but yeah, yeah gen generally, especially with Cataclysm. So, Wrath of the Lich King introduced um, a dungeon finder, which I still think is the one thing that has killed all MMOs now and forever. Oh, I love so, the dungeon finder. I'll so they intro they introduced the dungeon finder, and Wrath of the Lich King had generally easier heroics um generally you were aoeing and all of that especially because the dungeon finder got introduced at the end of the expansion mm -hmm. when people were geared um, up when people were already geared and they had yeah. run it for a while so when cataclysm hit and the cataclysm heroics uh, brought back the uh the difficulty level again uh they ramped it back up uh, requiring you to be a lot slower, use more CC. So putting more, that more in as a team. Yeah. So putting that in with you. five ran, like literally random people, where <laughs> you communicated don't, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Where you don't even know whether the five people you have even have any CC at all. Mm. Right. You could be you could be looking at a warlock. Uh, Shadow Priest and a mm -hmm. Fury Warrior as your DPS. No CC. And you, yeah. and there's yeah. no CC there. Right? Your talents so aren't, don't affect your role. Like, mm -hmm. in terms of how the Dungeon Fire looks, Fighter looks at you and goes, oh, Warrior, yeah. he, must, he, can, he can tank if he wants. Exactly. So what did they have to do in the next expansion to try to carry, and the next two expansions to try to carry that to fruition so that the dungeon finder would always work. They had to... Yeah, drum roll, please. Water down the classes. So oh, so anyone could do everything? Yep. So there was a there's actually been some interesting developer comments on that, uh, because they've started taking things away from the classes. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that Blizzard was doing when they were balancing the classes was... They were looking at where are these classes weak and what can we add to them. And what's the to, fantasy of the class? To, sh to shore up that weakness. Mm. Instead of what is this class good at and what can we do to make it better at that? Oh, right. Sorry, they were, the they, were yeah. they were trying to like plug in those holes, mm -hmm. which, which then led to all the classes more or less being able to do the same things. Yeah. Yeah. As soon okay. as you... As soon as one person can do everything, there's no yeah. need to have a cooperative experience. That kind of kills your mm -hmm. your multiplayer aspect. Some of the homogenization is alright. Things like buffs and making sure that oh, more yeah. than one class can buff certain things, can buff stamina, can buff yeah. spell power, things like that. Like, those are good homogenization because yeah. homogenization isn't always bad. You you want to be able to have all of your buffs when you're raiding, but you don't want to necessarily restrict your player base into having to bring one of every class. Yeah, right. That feels restricted, yeah. and it, yeah, because that feels restricted. Yeah, because then everyone's locked into a role. There's no choices to be made. You want to give them some choice, but you also want them to lean on their teammates. I, th I think it's interesting that um, Kyle Pett has, as having never had a full-leveled um, healer, 
did not explain the healer's dilemma that happened from Wrath of the Lich King to the next couple of expansions, which has no. somewhat evened out. Which I'm going to interject right now and, and state for you, by the way. You do that. Especially if you've been out of the loop. So, um, in Wrath of the Lich King, healing was ridiculous. I could almost yeah. solo heal uh, so certain encounters in the end dungeon just because of how strong of AoE heals druids had on my druid. And I was not that well geared. And I could just... Yeah. Um, and mine was. So Blizzard I wanted to keyboard. Yeah. So Blizzard wanted to nerf healing. So they chose to nerf healing by making it more of a strategic decision and less of just spamming AOE heals, which yep. sounds okay. However, when you have characters that are at what 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 was the level cap seventy, and they're leveling 80. to eighty, sorry eighty, and they're leveling to eighty five at the end of Cataclysm, and you're in a dungeon at eighty three. And things are going fine. And you just finished the third boss in the dungeon. And you're going to clear trash afterwards. And you just happen to hit 84. And suddenly you're dying to trash. Because you've actually become weaker as a healer. <laughs> Wait, that, is a, that is a problem. When you just How? killed the boss at 83 and your heals were fine. So, but killing trash at 84 is a problem. Yeah, that so was a the, huge problem. The reason that happened, and is... Hmm. The way that gear worked and secondary stats worked is be is they lower the effectiveness as you level up, so you need more of that secondary stat. Yeah. Um, to oh, be like to be the same effectiveness, you need more. <laughs> sort right? of, sort of like so a drug resistance. If, yeah. <laughs> so if you if you have need fifty crit to have one percent. Crit chance right. at 60, I remember running into this. You problem. need a hundred yeah. crit at eighty. It was their answer to stop old items from vanilla that had like two percent crit on them from being viable. Still, that was insane. But really, Paladins if someone were... wanted to not have armor on a piece, you should have just let that fly. Paladins were crit healers at level sixty, and they were already at like forty percent crit. <laughs> So they like every other's heal was a crit basically. It was it so was getting ridiculous. Gear. Yeah. Because the power yeah the power scales mm. as you level, but they don't want that. They want all your gear gear to be static. They don't want yeah. to scale your level. Exactly. Yeah. So it it's one of those things where once you finish the leveling experience, it doesn't usually affect you that much. Mm. It's while you're leveling and replacing all that. Old, older gear as you're going along um, yeah. it is detrimental and leveling as a healer has always been something that Blizzard has struggled with Yeah. Um, well, just the whole thing seems broken I mean you, I look at World of Warcraft I, I lied before I actually jumped in for a month uh, two mm. Christmases ago just to see how things were and I got a healer from level yeah one to 80 in a month and I was like mm. So there's two games then. There's the leveling game and then there's the end game. Yeah. Quote unquote end game, the yeah. actual game. Um, yeah. Now, funny you should mention that with the last expansion, I think this pretty much catches you up. Warlords of Draenor. Amazing story, amazing art assets. Yep. It, um, is pro it has one of the best, probably yeah. the best leveling experience that they've yeah. done. Still horrible watering down of the mage classes, magic classes, in my opinion, but I'm going to. Yep, yeah. Um, and real problem that those two games you were talking about, yeah, they only made one of them, <laughs> the leveling experience. They kind of purpose. They yeah, didn't even for 
they didn't even forget about the end game. They purposely uh, snubbed us on the end game, and they've come out and said why. That's why Kyle Fett and I are very excited about Legion because all let, let's put it this way: all the stuff that they promised thus far, which it looks like almost all of it has already made it into the alpha that's live, yeah. right? Um, is ten times the content that we got from. In terms of endgame, in terms of uh, multiple paths of progression and stuff like that, they're like there's just there's too many features to list really, but there's a really cool feature, artifact weapons that levels up kind of, and it keeps leveling up past max level and everything like that. And you, yeah, it, I heard that everyone gets a doom hammer. It's really badass, man. Um, I'm I'm really psyched about it actually. I'm probably gonna come back and play it for a few months at least, um, if it's exciting enough to keep me playing after that. Hell. Okay, I'll give them nope. 15 bucks a month. And for for the record, I'm not actually paying for a subscription. I'm using gold to pay for my subscription. Yeah. So. Oh. Classy. Which they're yes, definitely going to make harder to do in Legion, because you know, yeah. Gold generation is ridiculous right now. Yes. Yeah, but and, and, it, and it helps like the a, game a lot. So. It's kind of like a free-to-play model, where in the sense that if you play enough, you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. If you make I assume it's like only, a red system where someone else only, paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> only you don't actually have to play that much uh, if you have a couple of max level characters to be able to pay for your subscription every month. Yeah. Huh. So. Like, I am... With two max level characters, I am currently paid up for the next four months mm -hmm. uh, with still enough gold on my characters right now to buy another month. Yeah. I'm willing to bet you that that's an experiment for easing the game into a free-to-play model oh, when they're ready oh, yeah. to ramp down. I mean, oh, they yeah. already added a fucking pay shop. I mean, yeah, we'll exactly. see what expansion they have prepared for us after Legion. I imagine it's not going to be quite as robust content-wise. I imagine they're well, just going to port over a bunch of their ideas from Legion and kind of, you know, so that they're not going to waste that, not waste, but you know what I mean, that development time. Um, yeah. I mean, to, in terms of story, the there is a lot that can go oh, story-wise, insane. And yeah. and Warlords of Draenor as story, much as they story, you're going to talk about story <laughs> yeah. in World of Warcraft. Do you not remember the first expansion, Andy? Bro as much as they messed up Warlords of Draenor, and I'm a little upset about well, it, and that's why I'm not subscribed right now. They brought Gul'dan back, and that's the only thing that matters to me. Yes, he's probably going to die in Legion. I don't care. They brought him back for one expansion, baby. You're going <laughs> to forgive them for the Draenei? For Gul'dan. Yes. Yes. Pew pew. In Gul'dan, we try. And, and Pete, mm -hmm. Gul'dan may not always be dead. Gul'dan may be a demon now. Oh, yeah, he probably is. So he can't actually die in the physical realm. So he can't actually die, because that's yeah. why Illidan's still alive. Because yeah. Illidan's a demon. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. You did say you had a follow-up question. Do you think we have time for it? <laughs> <laughs> well, step I mean, one is remembering my follow-up question. Uh, that's fine. Well, no, you, you, no, my yeah. question was you, you covered it. Mm. Yeah, like the whole what's the difference between vanilla and now, and why, oh, yeah. and how is Legion going to change things that you are either upset yeah. or excited Look, about. I was a lot more pumped up about Warlords of Draenor, and they let me down. I'm giving them like not their last, no, pretty much their last chance with World of Warcraft, actually. And honestly, from what I'm seeing in beta. <laughs> Or alpha right now, I'm pretty sure they're gonna give it to me. Um, I gave you ten yeah. years, and now this is the straw. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna talk about yeah. video games, people. Yes, other other video and games. Then, and no, then the, la the last no. thing I've been doing is I've been watching Daredevil. Oh yeah, that's out. Ah uh, yes, that's cool. out uh, now. Season two. 
Yeah, I'm only a couple. I, I'm only a couple episodes in because I had to go home and I was like, I don't want to watch this on my little tiny tablet. I want yeah, to wait to enjoy this on my TV. So I have not finished season one. I'm like two or three episodes away. Do you think it's a? Uh, does it get kind of exciting at the end? Because we're not uh, sure we want to keep watching it for season one. Yeah, it yeah. definitely gets. Oh yeah, no, I sorry, I had that too with Daredevil. You you have that too. Jessica Jones was a lot more um, even for me in terms of being like intriguing to watch at all times. I found Daredevil um, had a couple of uh, like very draggy episodes. Yeah, dry, dry. That's good. Yeah. See, I, I, it's, it's all about what you like too. It's worth it to push through. Push through. Um, For me. For me, you I owe it yourself I to like... finish the first season because if you're not hooked right now, that means some certain things haven't happened yet, and you will be watching. Yeah, pu- push, right. push through the first season. It it is worth it. The the payoff is definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm on like episode eight right now or seven yeah. something like that. So yeah, all right, that's, I mean, about it. Yeah, for me, I like Pete loves Jessica Jones. I I liked it. I yeah. thought I I liked the first season of Daredevil better. Um, I like Jessica just, Jones better. Just because I didn't hate Daredevil. I I I tend to like the genre that Daredevil falls into more than the genre that Jessica Jones fell into. Gotta be superpowers, yo. Gotta be superpowers. Pete's, Pete's the other. Pete's the other way. Oh. I like my gritty crime, you know, drama. Pete likes his noir thriller. Psychological noir thriller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neo Noir. I like my extraordinary characters in extraordinary situations, which is the world's best cop out for being a TV snob. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Says the anyway. Game of Thrones fan, which is in one month. Yeah, uh, we're we're not going to discuss that. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, news. That show got absolutely terrible when they decided to stop <laughs> listening to George and. No spoilers. Um, I'm waiting until winds of winter. Andy, uh, news-wise, you had a couple things you wanted to bring up, uh, run by uh, uh, Tyler, when we had him. Uh, did I? I don't remember. No, no. Andy has some topics he'd I'm like to... I'm kind of wondering what you think yeah. is going on with all of a sudden all the console manufacturers are going, yeah, we're going to release something new. We're going to show it off at E3. You know, let's let's just iterate on consoles. Let's mm-hmm. Let's go the cell phone route. Can you elaborate? Well, we've got the uh, community dubbed 32 Xbox with uh, Phil Spencer talking about how they're going to allow modular upgrades on the Xbox One. Oh, no. Okay, uh, go on. Which is a terrifying concept. Yeah. Uh, yep. I think with Microsoft's history of software as a service being their major push, maybe they're trying to head for hardware as a service. God, that's scary. I, I just that's can't. I know I, we're, I'm like jumping the gun immensely here, but I'm just so afraid of the world where you ha- you can't do this with this game until you get this upgrade. It's like I'll think of um, a good example is the pl- the Rumble plugin for Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, right? Yeah, yeah. You if you had the Rumble pack, you were able to find secret areas, and this is back in the heyday of Nintendo where you had to buy strategy guides to get all the secrets or, yeah, or the internet. Not not just that, but they they. And the 64 also had the expansion cartridge, too. Yep. For Majora's Mask, you needed that. Yep. And it's just they like... They gave that to us with the fucking game. So yeah. is it reverting a little bit? Is the industry, like, doesn't seem it's to just, be... It's just dirty. 
Because yeah. I say dirty in the sense that not cruel or malicious. I mean in the sense that you just start to lose focus. And a perfect example of this is pre-order bonuses with video games. There's so freaking many of them that you just throw your hands up and go, fuck it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't, I'm so interested. I've lost interest in this game now. It's too much to follow. Yeah. Well, now the NX has got all these copyrights about how it's going to be upgradable. The PlayStation, uh, quote unquote, 4.5, how it's going to have 4K capability, which is complete and utter bullshit, which is what leads me to what I hope this all actually is, is that we're just jamming a Blu-ray, a UHD Blu-ray player in there, and now it can play 4K movies. (laughs) It doesn't actually affect your games at all. Can you elaborate on UHD Blu-rays? Is that like a special kind of Blu-ray? It just means Ultra HD. So it's like Blu-ray 2. Yeah. If I'm understanding. So we <laughs> yeah, jam more. Are. There are more bits on the disc, and that, therefore you can have a better movie. But you need the processor to keep up with it. Yeah. All I, those tasty bits. <laughs> uh, th- this is troubling news for me as somebody who's now actually looking to get back into console gaming possibly maybe don't maybe yeah don't. once i get don't that don't. tv i'm definitely getting the tv i'm definitely getting the tv this it, shit is it's time maybe I maybe that, wait but... until e3 to buy a console yeah and see what happens there it, it is a little worrying that. yeah um i i mostly wanted it for overwatch um diablo 3 and and mo- oh, most of all destiny i really need to see what that game is all about i'm, I'm loving what i'm seeing so far so Apparently now it's actually a decent experience. Yeah. It just took a year or two to get yeah, there. Yeah, Taken King actually made it a playable game. In fact, I think Taken King made it a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually enjoy it quite a bit. Which anyway, the exact same thing so we about saw it. Game. It was fun. Are we going like we're we've got all these iterations on the consoles now in theory, and then we've got why are they doing this? And I think the because normally you have your your console comes out, everybody immediately has issues building anything on it that looks better than the previous generation because there's new hardware. Well, in this case, it shouldn't have mattered because it's all x86. I may be wrong here. Um, I'll let you answer on that. But now that this should be the time we're in the middle of a cycle where people are getting used to the hardware and instead they're going, no, we're putting new shit out there. Fuck it. Yep, because technology. Because that's how you make money in the tech industry. Right. Um, like, is this just an excuse to sell 4K TVs? Or are our modular equipment, and we might as well just have PCs and abandoned consoles in general, because if I'm already going to have to deal with all this bullshit, why wouldn't I want to do it on my open platform, even though they're trying to close it with Windows 10? That's a different subject. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Dear God, no. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. I'm sorry, folks. You don't own anything. Everything that you think you own, they can take away from you at any point. We've given up freedom for convenience. Yeah. Anyway, we want to try and take the market now because screw Steam. So I think I think the big push though is they want these things upgradable so that they can actually run these new VR headsets. Yes, that's a, that's a hell of a segue you got there. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, let's just delve in. I'd say. So I'll start. Because like I said, sorry, this stuff is witchcraft to me. Please. So we have, there are three, three main (laughs) VR headsets coming out within the next year. Uh, The the furthest off is the PlayStation VR, which is, which isn't due out till October. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's Um, got a nice $4 price point there for it. 
Yep, it's the cheapest option. Cheapest uh, is in quotes here. We'll get to yeah, that. Uh, the next one, the next, not as recent, although it's still it's coming pretty soon, is the HTC Vibe. Vibe, sorry. Yep. Vibe. Vibe. Um, yep. And that's that's out on the fifth of April in two that's weeks. A hell of a thing. And that's an eight hundred dollar price point, twice nuts. as much as the PlayStation. Wow. And then. Next Tuesday, the that soon. Twenty, yeah, that soon. This show's really topical, guys. The uh, the <laughs> Oculus Rift is finally out after years of development. Yeah. The Consumer One version. Now, is it out or is it being pushed out the door because they're so friggin' scared of PlayStation and Vive? They gotta get to market. I don't know. It just says the release date is March twenty eighth. Right. I, I would think that I don't think that's the case because, because most it's... of what's going out is the pre-orders and backers uh, because they can't actually keep up with production yet. So plus screens, man. Plus, Holy it's cow. also been in development for so long. I think it's yeah. Well, be careful there because it's been an open development, right? It's been yeah. okay. because Kickstarter. Yeah. You look at Sony, which always holds things close to the chest because they're a big evil corporation, quote unquote. And you have Vive, which I'm sure they're they were working on Vive basically since um Oh, for sure. What, what's that name? There's a person there who was working on VR and she left. I imagine they started one more after she went. Oh, I'll figure out the name later. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Don't remember her name. Oh wait, why aren't we mentioning the Gear VR? Because uh -huh. it's not real VR. Mm. I, and I and I also was not aware. I take that back. No, Gear VR, it's a phone powering, right? So you can absolutely get VR experiences, but they are not well suited to real-time rendering. Number one, it's just not powerful enough. Number two, if it is powerful enough, that phone gets so bloody hot, it'll eat through the battery. In I've minutes, heard about that. And it'll burn yeah. your face. Yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to... I, I have used that thing for upwards of five minutes, and it seemed oddly convincing for what it was trying to do, but really? I could see it actually being used in a interactive way. Sorry, which is where I'm yeah. going to interject and ask the question, guys. Um, okay, because we talked a bit in the pre-show about that 3D modeling drawing program I saw, which looks really badass and cool. What are the yeah. practical applications for this? What's the software that I should be getting really excited about coming out next week, for example, for the Oculus Rift? I mean... I don't play space sims that much. I don't really play flight simulators. What is VR going to do for me? I mean, <laughs> for me, porn. I, I think that's where, hmm. at least for me, where VR is the most appealing is the flight sim, space sim. Yeah. Jump. Yeah, and absolutely. Hope, look at Elite Dangerous or yeah, yeah, Elite, Elite Dangerous, Dangerous, Star Citizen, uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. These are all huge games. I'm gonna just go through my game here, Spindrift 2. I mean, everyone's super excited for that one. I mean, I mean it's, it's blowing up when I was the water. I tried it when <laughs> I don't have it. It yeah. was I have I had a great time. It's so it's, it's confusing because that was my first experience in VR. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, now it's funny you mentioned that that's exactly it. Is how do you ease people? There's one. Yeah. Get the get the hardware in their hands. Get yeah. them hyped for a game. Now ease them into the VR experience in a way that doesn't scare them. Right. I mean, like. It was really, really cool, and I saw, I saw it like two years ago, almost now, mm -hmm. probably year and a half. So it's just gotten better and better. Yeah, it was still pretty early, so 
but I had a great time when I was trying it over at Kyle's. Um, yeah. I could, I could definitely see where where it can go and what VR can do. Because um, at the moment, to me, it seems like a very expensive piece of hardware that... And I know those guys are, like, just crazy fanboys, right? Like, people who yeah, are into yeah. flight sims and such, oh, my God, they will spend... Oh, their, their setups are yes, The money. Already, without VR, their yeah, setups yeah. are and crazy. Yeah. Them, and it yeah. won't just be flight sims. It'll also be driving, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, American Truck nice. Simulator yeah. with yeah. Oculus Rift. I'm is, in. Yeah. Yep. Penn Teller's uh, bus game. That's the other big oh, desert bus. Yeah, where people really go all out and like make this crazy like three screen. You've got you know your racing chair with your five point harness mm-hmm. that they, they like put their harness on. The yeah. force feedback uh, pedals uh, and yeah you know, steering wheels. And I've used one of those and it takes some calibrating, but they absolutely <laughs> are a whole new degree of immersion in that in that game. Yeah. Have you seen all of the uh, or any of the uh, mini game compilations that are coming out with these things? Mini games for uh, them. Now that reminds me of like the old Wii. That's how they introduced the Wii and the motion controls yes, to people. It is mm-hmm. very it similar. Was... Oh, um, the, I see. one of the ones I think it's the Vive that has it, though I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm just hearing about this third hand. It the your hand is. You hold your hand in front of you to calibrate it, and your hand becomes a spaceship, and now you move your hand around and you play a shmup. Oh, that, awesome. That wouldn't get exhausting kind of cool. at all, but... Like that, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that good, that's a good workout, too. fantastic. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Um, they're not wireless, either, are they? No, none of them are. Yeah. Yeah. And no, they need, the they need to be, in my opinion. <gasps> yeah. Because uh, I have had an Oculus set against on my computer for development, Mm-hmm. And it yep. is just a pain in the ass. It gets everywhere. I got enough cables. You're adding another two or three easily. Right. And that's I mean, not even including, like, a camera. That's not including any other peripherals you need in your room to run it, like the Vive, I think, requires. Again, don't. Yeah, the, 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 Vive, re- don't know. the Vive, Vive requires, requires two cameras. Yeah, I've got two cameras, two wands. I've got a uh, relatively so light setup, and even I've really, got Really, they honestly cables, suggest yeah. that you hook the cords onto the ceiling. So you can move around without tripping over them. It's wow. it's personal it's personal cave hardware. Like it's uh it's for people that have their space and they want to just deck it out with cool shit. It's yeah. not going to be good for land parties. It's not going to be good for moving around. I've yeah. torn down and set up the Oculus so many times, and it's just a pain in the ass. It's not the kind of thing you're going to want to take places. But if you are the type of person that comes home, they have their setup, they play for two three hours or binge on the weekend. It's an absolutely perfect niche product. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of I mean, this, this yeah. is the first consumer iteration of <clears throat> these products too. So, so. I, we will get revisions and stuff. These are, yes. this is for the early adopters, the yeah. ones that will go out. And, the fanboys, the rabid fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we won't see this as a general gaming product for another five to ten years, maybe. It, mm-hmm. Honestly, it all depends on the games. They gotta yeah. figure out a way to get around this kind of catch twenty two. No developer is gonna make a big game without an installed hardware base. So look at what happened to the Connect. Yeah, but they're, yeah. but again, they're no one's gonna buy the product. There's no game. So, I'm gonna float my theory once about again. Today. Well, is it well, commercially well, viable? Think... Take off. Yeah. Oculus Rift exclusive Half Life Three. Uh, it would be Vive exclusive. I mean, yeah. Vive. <laughs> <Exactly>. uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Fanboy rage that would happen. 
There'd be no but stopping they'd it. Fucking buy it. You know what? They would buy it. <laughs> you there would, see there that would be crowbar rage, coming at they, you. There would be a Russian. There would be a Russian pirated version that doesn't require any VR set in weeks. I guarantee it. Yeah. Hmm. That's probably true. So, so, so also, I, I never I even thought that was a, like a huge deal. It's if it's it's not commercially viable if nobody wants to develop for it. Yes, right? and that's that was <laughs> we. Uh, I jumped into that on a leap of faith when mm-hmm. I was back running for Frostbear Games. Still am, just don't do anything now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just like I'm banking that there's going to be an installed user base for this, and if I gone there, it probably would have been a bad bet just because there's still not really an installed user base out there. You'd have mm-hmm. to run in a niche market. So you're selling at a high price to a small number of people, and you better hope that covers your covers your costs. Yeah. Or you. It, it looks like the people who are really interested in this are, like you said, the driving and uh, space game. You know, you know yeah. anything that you sit down and control something, because then you don't have to deal with all of the actual failings of this. I can't help but think that us and the industry as a whole maybe has missed some, like like there's going to be some paradigm shifting game concept, you know, that's just going to explode that we have not considered and not porn i mean i know we said well we on the five it's gonna bit, be but... a game with nightcrawler powers so that you could teleport around a room repeatedly and make it a new room that's, that's how they trick amazing. you into Portal... that's how they trick your brain into dealing with the idea that you're running forward because you're not actually running forward mm. you're teleporting and now you're going the other way andy maybe so portal, portal 2 will come out with uh, half-life 3 and we'll have uh we'll be on the uh portal, the vibe. portal 3 Pete? yeah it'd be portal 3 did i miss portal, portal 2? 2 you missed portal 2 yeah. You missed the best gr- portal game. It's a great oh. game. Man. Well, you, oh, you really should go back and play it. Yeah, okay. You should probably just you should probably just leave the podcast now and just play it because <laughs> like right now, this second, yeah, just go download right it and install it. Actually, you know what? He needs to say he's the one recording it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do need to stay. Yeah. It's co-op, so we're putting this on you, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, oh, I'll just co-op? go to your house and force you to play it. Good, there's. Me. <laughs> I suck no, at games the, like that. This the story is not co-op, but there is a oh. co-op section. Sorry, no, the the co-op is have a it's not a out in your face story, but there's definitely no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't play the co-op until you beat the main game because it's yeah, anyway. Guys, yeah. what what about a what about a Dark Souls Bloodborne type game with virtual reality? Where uh, you're literally uh, sitting... how one to one your controls are. There's no way I can flip around like an asshole wearing a headset. No, if no. your vision moves faster than your body is used to, you get violently sick. Oh, okay. First, per- a lot of people have most sickness just for first-person games. A lot of them can't even play them. A lot of them need to have super high FOVs, um, and as soon as you strap VR to it, it gets instantly worse. Oh, like, uh, okay. this is actually what we found with, the, uh, what was it, when we were, I was doing VR for the startup, and it was about selling real estate, mm-hmm. and part of the controls we had was you could, the, the driver of the VR experience who ran on a tablet could rotate the person's vision as soon as you do that without their head consenting to it quote unquote they just want to retch right it's it's horrible that, that makes sense it, i mean it's basically like car sickness on like by multiple exactly. of 10 or something it like all comes crack. down to if if you get yeah. stimuli that your body is not controlling it's the same feeling as like just having water in your ears you're being sick your right. body saying it's your poison go throw it up <laughs> Oh man, I okay. I never even considered that. I just think yeah. it'd be cool 
to you know uh, or or a game like uh, shadow of the colossus again it might be the same issues but i think it'd be cool to be like on the giant golem or whatever or fighting the giant uh there is a game you should actually look forward to then Uh, i believe it's just called golem you control golems because they're slow and lumbering so that you don't have to worry about this bullshit of it just all of a sudden taking off on you. It's a golem. Mm-hmm. Super, that's, yep. that's from the studio uh, that Marty O'Donnell, the composer for Bungie, uh, formed after he got fired. Yeah. Yep. So you know the music will be okay. Yeah, the musical. Well, the music will be great. <laughs> Good atmosphere. Well, yeah. anything that, no, it's totally valid. Anything that immerses you further will help your brain overcome just the kind of the discord right it's all about yeah. pushing putting yourself in that space mm-hmm. i mean we all know the the yeah. number one selling thing on on one of these fucking things is going to be some sort of multiplayer lightsaber duel oh, sure. <laughs> oh man that'd be the pretty first cool. person is hard to do yeah i mean but that, one thing it does disney quest in the 90s and it was poly- polygonal and awful and people loved it yeah <laughs> now imagine i'm, I'm if, surprised disney's not getting in on this somehow like they don't—they're not associated with these companies, Oculus, PlayStation Five. Not no, that—not that I'm aware of. Right. Uh, I would keep an are... eye on. That's funny because they're—they're they're rendering. You've seen their CG rendering in real time, right? Uh, technology that they have. Have you guys seen? I've you... heard about it. I haven't followed it too closely. Uh, okay, like uh, this like, is doing something. I've seen tests it's where the, somebody uh, experience. Yeah, somebody is mocapping as C3PO and it's rendering in real time. I mean, it's not at the stage yet where they can actually carry it to the set or anything like that, but it's it's pretty cool. They were they were it's, doing that they were doing that during the Warcraft level where I can go into the during the Warcraft movie because they because uh, the guys who were playing the Orcs were talking about how oh. they go shoot for the day and then the next day that they they'd be able to dailies. come in and see wow uh, the dailies of them as and I'm sure there were bugs like hair. Like they weren't hair flipping around. You you seen the were, some of the yeah, tests, right? With Gollum, they obviously like that, aren't yeah. going to be what we see when the mm-hmm. movie comes out yeah. in June. Yeah. But I mean, by all accounts, they were probably they were pretty oh, okay. good. Because I think that yep. technology probably is very parallel to what we're talking about with uh, virtual reality um, right now. As an know? art tool. Um, as 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 a tool and just the technology behind it as well. I mean. If, <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, if those companies had shared, um, you know, ideas early on, just on the tech side alone, just how do you render this shit, you know, processor-wise, or... I, I don't know. I don't know what you need to run Oculus Rift or Vive, but I'm assuming it's... it's probably... Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's really uh, not much different. Or higher. Hmm. Yeah, you need a beast of a graphics card just because you're running everything at super high frame rates. Yeah. Now, you might be happy with 30 frames a second, you heathen, or 60 frames, even, but... Can't play with your eyes, sure as hell aren't. In league, you notice when it drops below sixty, it it goes to forty or whatever. You notice. (laughs) But the higher the frame rate, the better, just because your brain is so sensitive to that. Any any lag between stimuli and yeah, Yeah. between what you see and what you feel, I guess. Yeah. And and it's gonna do that twice. Right. No, actually once. Well, it's two cameras parallax it. Ah. No, it's two cameras typically rendering the scene, but the thing is they're rendering half the pixels mm-hmm. because there are two displays they got to run. Or not two displays, one display and have to cut in half. Yeah. So the overhead, that isn't so much, but they also have no. to apply these shaders that bend the image such that it kind of has that... Um, I know the Oculus did it. 
you get that really distorted to screen image that the lenses bend back into what looks normal to your eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you can push that into the hardware instead of the software, you'll make it that much faster to render. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, well, I'm no. willing to bet you're going to see more headsets, more view cards that are specialized for VR. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the tech really isn't that different for developers besides a few tricks on rendering, a few tricks on input. That's that's where the real meat is. Oh, great so to know, because I've been concerned about the... Uh, PlayStation VR for a while, wondering where it's going to get the power needed to do this. I still think in these early days of VR, we're just going to have people getting sick and some real fucked up shit coming out of some games where it's just I like, mean, let's see if we can make them vomit. <laughs> we've, we've all heard the stories of the Wiimotes through the TVs and the windows. I mean, it's just going to be that. I almost killed someone with a Wiimote. I was playing Wii Bowling, and I was my turn to bowl, and behind me on the couch was my was a roommate and his girlfriend, and I'm like, I'm going to show them. So I look at the screen, and I wing my arm back as hard as I possibly can, and I crack the Wiimote straight into her forehead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the boyfriend was torn between, do I choke him, or do I comfort the girlfriend? <laughs> he settled on both at the same time. <laughs> Probably. He was known to be have his fits of anger. Yeah. Uh, but I, I walked away with all my teeth. And she walked away with most of hers, so it worked out. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Uh, how do you sell this to people? Like, how VR? do you get this in their hands and let them? Let, like, how do you sell VR to people? Like, it's outside I, of the I mean, rabbit I don't have any so, responsibilities right? outside. They, of, you know, once I'm home, but other people just put on a headset and just be like, "I'm not. I'm no longer part of the world. I'll see you guys in a couple hours." But I think the way you sell it is you need to. You need to have demo stations that people need to actually put yes. it on and try it. Because, because you can, as you soon can as say, you try oh, it, 100% difference. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not why would I ever use that? But once you put it on and you experience it's just, it's so cool mm -hmm. that, you know, you're looking and you're like tracking things in that space. Yeah. Oh, I know once you have it, it's great. I mean, I felt queasy, but I was on early. Could, so. could they retrofit smite with this technology i'm trying to think of it from you know because I, I now i'm a pretty from heavy smite background right yeah maybe smite's mm. almost in first person it's it's in third person just over their shoulder like uh, hellgate Smite has a first person mode yeah there's two big things Doesn't... you have to do number one is you have to set up your rendering such mm -hmm. that you have two cameras and they're properly offset and they protract properly mm -hmm. that's fairly trivial yeah. then you have to redo all your ui that is not trivial. Yeah, Any piece of 2D UI has to be moved into 3D space and work the same way. Because it needs to be flattened, right? Yeah. Because it needs to be flattened on a plane in front, I'm assuming, right? Uh, not yeah. even that. You, you have to put it in an angle so it feels more natural. So there's yeah. perspective to it. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, no, that yeah, makes Tony more Stark sense Yeah. So none of, exactly these, none of these games that already exist are going to move into VR in some like natural progression that aren't just mm -hmm. driving games of some kind or flying. Yeah. Like, the game that's actually going to be the killer app is something we haven't thought of yet. That, mm. or, it's going to be a whole new Yeah. There's no way you can predict what it is. I think God Games might make a, a decent comeback since, hey, look, all the little ants just reach down. and you know. yeah. yeah. Any game that benefits from spatial awareness is going to really have a huge effect. Like, horror is a good example because oh, so yeah. much of it is... Oh, that's... That is not so something I'm comfortable with. Something <laughs> no. literally pops up no, right no. in front of your face? Yeah, oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> Oculus was actually, compl not complaining, that's the wrong word, but they addressed it at GDC saying, 
it's words to the effect of we are nervous about all these young develop all these not young all these new developers creating these cheap jump scare games because we're gonna you're gonna scare away people you're gonna scare away new users people have never tried Oculus before are gonna have the pants scared off them they're not gonna want to use it again yeah five because nights at freddy's ain't scary but the second that thing is real intangible and in my face <laughs> I, i'm pretty certain nope. i might piss myself and punch through whatever's in front of me yep no it's no button <laughs> yeah so it's one of the things we have to be very careful of is they have to make they got to build a culture around vr that's not either geek culture or getting the shit scared out of you culture it's got to be just really cool mind-blowing experiences so, I mean, well, is, do we need a Halo thing, effect here? And I'm not talking about the psychological. Like, do we need a Halo-type game to do A, a Halo killer app that revolutionizes... Blow it out of the... Blow every other FPS out of the water. You need to play with VR, otherwise you're not getting the full experience. Yeah. Like, that's... I, I, think, it'll, I think it'll help. Yeah. But... Like, sorry, sorry, you this, had a point, Kyle? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the point Pete's trying to make is Halo changed the way first-person shooters were controlled on... Mm-hmm. Console, yeah, and to yes. that they are controlled like that to this day now. Mm-hmm. Like Halo yeah. set that Halo set that standard, and that standard is I didn't sue anybody <laughs> when they yep. stole it. Right, well, Halo's camera. <laughs> yes, no, yeah. that's absolutely it. Halo's an interesting example because it's also one of the one of the first shooters that really emphasized melee and, co- and medium range combat because you can't have precision aim on on twin sticks. So instead of trying to force it to work. They made melee such a such a key part of the game, yeah. like There's fighting melee? up close. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, why I died to. Oh okay. Damn it. Melee. Well, sorry. Melee. A developer was saying that there's a player's always making three choices or a choice of three things: do I shoot, do I grenade, or do I punch? Hmm. And that's kind of the key because that choice is so easy to express on a, on a console mm-hmm. with a dual stick gamepad. And it, but as soon as you create precision shooting situations, like a lot of kind of lower quality twin stick shooter games are, it's just, oh, this is I, I suck at this. I can't play this. Because mm. you're you're in a dead like, zone, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so hard to aim precisely with uh, mm-hmm. I said twin stick shooter. That's wrong. With a uh, dual analog stick. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, is this a good time to bring up the Steam controller? Yeah, we can talk yeah. about Steam. What about the Steam uh, controller? I Do haven't want well, to. this can segue into peripherals. I haven't, I haven't used it personally, so I'm going to go off on what else, whatever you say. But mm-hmm. Okay, so I got one for Christmas, and I was really looking for something that I could sit down and play with. I tried playing, um, and I wanted to sort of get into it with a first-person shooter, because I can't play FPS games with uh, dual analog. It's just not precise enough. And all the good PC FPSs require that precision aiming. Yeah. And so I started playing Wolfenstein, which is a nice kind of semi-casual shooter game that kind of rewards you for playing however you want. And it takes a lot of getting used to. It's like picking up the N64 controller for the first time. You just don't know how to use this right. And I remember uh, first time I played Mario 64, that first level where you have to climb the giant hill, there's that one spot where you have to crawl across the board. And it took me so long to do that with the N64 controller, and then now I can just hop over it instantly. No problem. Hmm. So I'm thinking if I keep using the Steam controller, I'm going to get there. Now, I've rambled about N64 controllers. Steam controller has kind of these two dual touchpad things on the side. Yeah. And what's really cool about them is there's feedback in, in haptic feedback and audio feedback. So if you rub your fingers along it, you'll feel a click and you'll hear a click, and it actually 
it's so helpful for just having that sense that what I'm doing is affecting the game, let alone what it does. Wait, what, what's that click? What's that uh, doing? What's that feedback uh, giving you? Uh, sound and like it's like a little tiny micro vibration. So, oh, so it's okay. So it's literally just uh, feedback. Your phone oh, probably you know, has oh, the okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, you spin your mouse wheel and there's like a click, so you get a sense of it, there's a, there's digital input here. There's I've clicked mm -hmm. once, twice, three times mm -hmm. when I spun my mouse wheel. Yeah. It's that same feeling, but far more precise and far more fine tuned. So it feels like I don't know. It feels very high tech. I guess the best way to describe it. Yeah. So that was a huge now, I was problem. Worried that that was yeah. not going to be sensitive enough for me to actually pick up on it in any meaningful no, it, way. That's good well, to you hear. Control it. And that's the cool part is that every it's basically replaces your mouse, keyboard, and gamepad into a single input device. Mm -hmm. and you can remap anything you want. The problem is most games don't support that, so you really have to kind of be creative in how you do it. Hmm. So I'm playing Wolfenstein, and what I'm doing is using the right trackpad to aim, and it's great for large-scale motions, but you can't aim precisely with it. But here's the really cool part. I downloaded a user configuration that someone else from the community made. It's the most popular one. I download it, and what it does is when you touch the pad, you can use the entire controller's gyro axis, like a Wiimote motion controller, to fine-tune your aiming. So if there's a guy behind me, I do a quick flick on the pad, and then hold my thumb on the pad and move the controller up and down. And it is so well, precise. Geez. It's like, yeah, it is like 90% of the accuracy of a mouse. It, I don't think it's ever going to beat a mouse, mm -hmm. but it definitely makes me able to play FPS games on the PC again. Huh. That, is, <laughs> that's, that's cool. that sounds pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the couch. But it's there's a learning curve. Like this is I'm mm -hmm. four hours in, and I still feel like I have a long way to go to get comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I will stand by. I still think the Xbox design controller is the best uh, analog stick controller out there. Have, have they even changed since the uh, Xbox uh, three? They've they've paddles now, don't they? On the on the Xbox Elite, uh, the Elite has paddles. Yes, hmm. dude, those paddles are a total game changer. Being able to use your being able to use your middle fingers. Yeah. In addition to your index, huge. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Really... I mean, I don't have $150 to spend on a controller, <laughs> uh, but I would like to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the biggest problem is with those with those uh, dual analogs is you have to move your right thumb from the stick to the A B X Y buttons. Yeah. If you can move, if you can take two of those to the paddles on the uh, inside. Well, you can you take. Get... You can put all four <laughs> of them on the paddles on the inside. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is just massive. Yeah. Not having to move your thumb and just keeping constant motion on your camera, that's yeah. huge. For sure. Yeah, if you can make it so your thumbs are both on all the sticks at both times, you move your X, Y, and Z, your 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 pinky, both pinkies and both rings, and then you've yeah. got your bumpers for the other two, and like yeah. that is... Oh, man. Yeah, I'm worried about amazing. going back to console. The, the last um, uh, controller I used was for the N64. I thought the trigger was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, magic two now, yeah. now you got two Four triggers fingers. you got bumpers you got yeah two sticks actually. which sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna hijack this for a second okay. uh, based on my past experience and and being scared shitless of these console controllers now assuming i was to go yep. out and get a console tomorrow which one do you think i'd be able to ease into best i mean Probably they're both the Wii. they're both <laughs> They're both the Damn. same. For the, for the for most you, Peter, part. Yeah. The Wii? The Wii. Play yeah, yeah PlayStation and 360 feel similar 
well, compared to the it, Wii, it, I guess. It's yeah. just, the, the difference is um, the comfort factor mm. and where the sticks are positioned. Mm. Uh, for me, it just feels more natural holding a 360 or an Xbox One controller. Yeah. Um, with the offset sticks and the buttons up top. Yeah. Um, but I know I know a lot of people that prefer the PlayStation one where I the, the everything about the Xbox controller except for that those uh the sticks are offset. So because you like they're offset my my hands end up kind of a claw around it and so you like the you like the Wii U Pro <laughs> controller. Oh, you love the Steam controller. Best, yes, I do. So there's going to be a learning curve no matter enough, what I choose. Eh? There's there'll be a learning curve yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The PlayStation. The only thing I think I don't like with PlayStation is it's too light, and my, I have big hands, so I feel like it's just too compact in my hands. The yes. 360 That's... or the Xbox One is a nice big the heavy original controller. Xbox controller. God damn it! Oh my well, god, we're not there. Oh, I will. I love the Duke. The Duke I, I was love so that nice. Thing. <laughs> That's what I'm using on my computer still. <laughs> if something's not broke, why do they keep trying to fix it? <laughs> They don't. Xbox. Uh, they don't. Oh, is it be- is it a better iteration? PlayStation have just yeah. iterated on the same controller design. Yeah. Like they've they looked the, um. Hmm. Now the only they shrunk it down and but the 360 and the Xbox One controller look like the second generation of original Xbox controllers and the PlayStation controller is the same as the DualShock One. That came out for the PlayStation One mm-hmm. all those years ago. Yeah, it's not changed much. Oh, it really ha- you can put them side by side, and if you it's didn't slightly bigger, if you didn't know what one was what, you probably the only one you would be able to tell was the PlayStation Four one is the PlayStation Four one because yep. that well, one changed the most with the touchpad on top, which I never which never gets used. Except for Until Dawn, which was a surprisingly amazing game. Yeah, oh, flick, open a match, and that was it. That was the first game I bought for the PS4, and pretty much the only game I bought for the PS4. <laughs> I, I got that thinking I wasn't, I was just like, I, I need something to do. And then the next thing I know, it's 7 in the morning, and the sun is coming up, and I'm finishing the game. And <laughs> yeah. that was one hell of a day, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, miss, I miss being able to do that. I, I, I can't anymore. I wish I could. Yeah, yeah I hear you responsibilities and honestly just my my clock is just like you know bedtime it's a treasured weekend it's if i can finish game. Here. yeah but i think i think mass effect has been the only game recently that i've been able to do that with hmm. okay three? Fa- yeah the three. Giant, it was- giant segue giant segue so I we're thought, talking okay. about how the uh the playstation vr is going to be the cheapest but i just want to point out that it requires the camera, which it's not bundled with. No, so that, oh, really? that that $400 price tag goes up because not everyone has that camera. They they sold That's a lot of those cameras. So $100? Uh, yeah, they're about... I didn't see that. The bad. camera was about the same price as a Kinect. Hmm. And then nobody... And nobody that is, that... the fucking PlayStation Move anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you're already more expensive than the oculus once you get all the all the peripherals you need that's yeah, assuming you don't even need a 4.5 assuming I fi- it's a thing. I don't, there's a lot of options here that worry me yes i don't think 
the move controllers are absolutely required because there are pic- there's pictures of guys using the DualShock boards. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, I do know that you do not need the moves for everything, but I'm sure yeah. some things will. Some, I also some know things. that you don't need the new PlayStation 4 5 because they were showing. I, I saw a quick look uh, from Giant Bomb where they were playing on their console, not the developer's console, A, uh, they were playing Golem. Hmm. So, As a developer, though, like if I'm... Sony comes at me and says, okay, uh, we want you to, we want you to make this your game for this, oh, but your hardware requirements have to be VR, and they have to work on the 4, and they have to work on a gamepad. I'm going to be like, you know what? Fuck off. I'm going to have to make so many changes and so many graphical downgrades to get a decent frame rate on this thing. Like, I don't know how the hell, the hell they think they're going to get 90 FPS on a decent resolution on a, uh, mm-hmm. on a headset. I That's have a, no idea. Like, I just hope they don't screw the pooch and scare away probably the biggest market. And let's yeah. be honest here, that's going to be the biggest market for VR. Is yeah. Oh, for sure. It's the, con- the console market. Yeah. 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 If they scare away a whole generation on VR, they Sony might fuck over the whole VR wave right now. That's, that's what worries me. Take take all the other companies down with them. I think we're going to see a lot of weird stylized games from them. Things that look like Super Hot does. Hmm. I hope so. Because that stuff, it's easy to buy into uh, to immerse yourself. It's it's firmly on one side of the uncanny value. It's yes. not trying to fit itself on the far end. Oh, um, yeah, sorry. That reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you about VR. Um, multi... Hmm platform development does this add an extra platform that they have to develop for technically because it's another piece Absol- of hardware absolutely but hmm. i i work with unity a lot and their whole thing is we build it once deploy on everything oh, and okay. they're moving towards that especially in the vr world they're very closely connected with oculus um in fact now it's just click a button and you can build for oculus which of course there's lots of stuff you have to do like input ui etc but it works pretty well the trouble is i don't as a developer, I still don't know what I need to develop on the Oculus, what I need to develop on the PlayStation VR, what I need to develop for the Vive. And I guarantee you it's going to be three SDKs that can drop into my engine, and it's going to be a pain in the ass. Hmm. What they need is a unified VR API that kind of sits in the engine. I build it once for that API, and I'm good for all of these VR displays. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't have that, they're going to be hurting for developers. Yeah. Because what, is that like a, is that like a, a QA problem, too? In terms of just being able to test it, um, depends on the size of the company. Indies, absolutely, because yeah. that's what platforms they test for. Big guys, they'll just farm it all out to uh, mm. QA companies. Yeah, that specialize in VR. Wow. Or they'll do it all in house because they have the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, like for example, Sony, they're absolutely going to have an in-house uh, QA VR department that all their subsidiary companies and partner companies are going to just fire the game off to. It'll be oh. part of their validation process. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Oculus, no. They're very hands-off. They'll just provide the software and say, okay, go. Make it good. Mm-hmm. I think Oculus is where we're going to see the real fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the more open market of the of them all. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like this has kind of run its course. Yeah. Uh, if there is anything else you guys... Uh oh. Or forever hold your peace until next week. Oh, you just glitched out for a second. Yeah, but that's fine. Um, Check out Factorio. 
That's all I'm going to say. You're back, Kyle Peck? Yeah, I'm back. Died. Sorry. Okay. Nope, okay. I'm still here. Uh, super, super. Um, great. So, uh, uh, Tyler Moore, as the guest uh, this episode, you have the honor of, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, plugging, plugging your shit. Plugging your shit. <laughs> First. <laughs> <laughs> You're about six months too late. I gave mm. up the game development career to pursue a career with a steady paycheck, and mm. I have not looked back since, although I'm still a huge gaming fan. Mm. Uh, but if you're interested in the stuff I create, you can look up Frostfire Games, specifically Spindrift and Spindrift 2. Mm. Uh, Spindrift 2 is an infinite hiatus, but Spindrift is out and very ready to play on the Oculus. Awesome. So if you're looking for an arcade game to just sort of get your feet wet, that's a great start. Awesome. Uh, do, you Andy? A, do you have a Twitter that they oh. can follow you oh, on yeah, or Twitter. anything? Twitter yes, I'm, a, I'm on the Twitters at, at Frostfire Games, where I generally complain about my computer. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Andy, how about you? I am currently nowhere because I am getting my replacement computer still, but that could come at any day now, and I may be on twitch.tv slash tactic09tactyk. Nice. And Pete, how about you? Where can everybody find you and all the things you do? At BrushWInsanity on Twitter. And my webcomic updating three times a week. Uh, daily, nightly, and ever so rightly. Except only three days a week, so not daily. <laughs> uh, um Sorry, I just want to interject because after you do your thing, uh, the podcast is probably going to end. Uh, it has been a pleasure having you on uh, tonight, Tyler Moore. And uh, maybe Thanks we should for having talk... Me. After the podcast about becoming a regular thing, I know I have a list of like ten other show topics I would love to do with the four of us. So uh, let me. I'd know be happy to be part of it. So yeah, please let me know. Awesome, man. So yeah, you guys can all follow me on Twitter at Kyle Pet. Uh, that's two T's in <laughs> Pet. And with that, thank you, Tyler Moore, for joining us. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Pete. From all of us here at Beyond Tilted, uh, stay tilty. Tilty.